When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, and joining me down the King Power Stadium today is Jordan Blackwell. Good afternoon, Jordan. Good afternoon. We've just sat through a delayed press conference ahead of the trip to West Bromwich Albion on Saturday. Claude Puel um, was a little bit delayed because Riyad Mahrez has been conducting some interviews. We have spoken to him since the saga uh, concluded uh, recently, but only briefly in the mix zone. But this was the first time he did uh, sit-down interviews. Um, we're going to get to that in a second. Before we do, I'd just like to remind you about beer52.com if you want to uh, save uh, eight beers from around the world for free. All you've got to do is pay the posting and packing. If you're interested, go over to beer52.com and use the tagline Leicester to register. Now back to Mares, Jordan, mm. after that beer uh, respite. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he'd done some interviews today, as I said, he's did several uh, broadcasters. And he's basically discussed, well, tried to do, they tried to get him to discuss the situation. I think the most noticeable thing was that he, he admitted that there was probably some regrets and how he handled that. Yes, I think so. I think the, um, he, he was discussing the, the time away and he, and he did say that there was always uh, communication between him and the club, which is something when it was going on, we weren't sure uh, whether, whether there was that, that communication. Because the club wouldn't say anything, would they really? Exactly. Um, so those th- he cleared up a, f- a few things like that but he said he yes he did have uh, maybe a few regrets with the way he handled it but he also said at the time that's what he thought the best thing was to do to to take some time off to have a to have a think about um the saga and the the the, the move that he didn't uh, the move that he didn't get and now he also said as well that Manchester City was a move that would be attractive to any player um he was also pushed on whether he thought something might happen again in the summer and he said he wasn't going to say he was going to leave, and he wasn't going to say he was going to stay. So he hasn't really cleared it up, has he? Really? But uh, he said that for now he's focused on the last nine league games and the uh, and wh- how ma- however many lit cup games City have um, between now and the end of the season. Now P- uh, Puar was asked about it inevitably in his press conference shortly after, and he did fill in a few of the blanks, didn't he? Because the, the way he, he spoke about um, how he managed, it was a difficult situation to manage, and he didn't want a confrontation. With Mares, so basically just put a softly, softly approach to it all, and just gave him a bit of breathing space and a bit of time, which would probably suggest that the big question at the time was whether he was away from the club with the club's blessing or not. Now, I, I reading into that myself, I would interpret that as saying that he did let him have a little bit of space away from the club to clear his head. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I read the same as well, and I think Puel, for Puel, that's probably the the best approach, and it's probably meant that Mares has come back sooner. Um, and he's got back up to speed and playing as well as we know he can sooner than um, perhaps would have been expected after such a uh, such a blow to what what he sees as a blow to his career. Um, I think well, th- I think that's the right thing Powell's done. Um, but he did admit, and I'm not surprised, he did admit that um, it did affect the club, particularly that Everton game on deadline day when Morris missed the training session the day before 
which I think that was train session they were expecting to be at. Uh, I'm not sure there was any communication there that, oh, Riyad, you're allowed to to miss this one. Um, and um, Puel said that there was a strange atmosphere around that game and there wasn't a good feeling in, in the team and, and that caused some mistakes. Um, but he seemed to suggest that the games following that weren't really affected by it, by Morris's absence and the, even though Leicester City still haven't won, uh, certainly not in the league uh, since since the transfer zone since Mara's returned um, it seems to suggest that the, the incident only affected that one game that Everton game um, I don't think it's any coincidence though that they haven't uh, won a, a league game since though I think once you have momentum and you lose it uh, you know it's like putting the brakes on isn't it when a situation like that comes along you lose all that momentum it's very hard to get it back again yeah and I think they've, what they've lacked uh, maybe not the Man City game where they they were uh, outclassed, but in the other games, the the Swansea, Stoke, and Bournemouth games, they've not quite had the confidence and the uh, and Powell's admitted this that he's described it as the clinical edge in front of goal, and they have they have seemed to be missing that. And I think if you're maybe if you're a team on a roll, then you you do take more of your chances. That's that seems to be the way it goes. Um, but I will say I think. The other coincidence is that Shinji Okazaki has been missed during that time. He's been out with a knee injury, which I certainly don't think has helped. And Puel was asked today about Vardy being isolated. Um, and I think a lot of it is to do with not having Okazaki there to, to play that support role. I absolutely agree. I think Shinji Okazaki has been key to um, the Leicester City early in the season. He's having the best time of his Leicester City career this season. But um, obviously that knee injury has curtailed that a little bit. And, and City have tried so many different options as a foil for, uh, for for Vardy but they keep coming back to the same answer that, that Shinji is the best foil for Vardy so would you expect him to come straight back in for West Brom? Yes I, I would and I think that would be the the best move I think what Leicester have really missed um, in Okazaki's absence is, is the kind of off the ball movement and we're going to expect that West Brom will probably sit deep that, that's how they like they to play do, yeah. Yeah, and, and defend and that's the way that Stoke, well, particularly Stoke and Swansea did as well, and then Bournemouth once they once they got their goal. And I think because Leicester's attacking players are all very static and they're all they all wait to receive the ball and then they start moving. I think that enables the opposition to to be fairly comfortable. There's there's no real disruption to their to their system and they can they can sit deep and, and not be disrupted too much. I think when Okazaki plays and he's got that off the ball movement, not even necessarily to try and receive the ball it might just be an off the ball run and it might create space elsewhere and I think that's really what Leicester have lacked and hopefully if Okazaki does come back and does play against West Brom he'll unsettle the centre-backs they'll get dragged out of the way and there'll be more space for Vardy and Morris to to do their thing Well it's a case of one back and one out yes. uh, for Albion uh, the news that Danny Amati is out with a hamstring injury and it could be up to a month might be even longer you never know with these hamstring injuries they're, they're a law unto themselves mm-hmm. um, but it raises an interesting scenario another test of Pearl's management because he brought DeMar- uh, Daniel Amate back in last week against Bournemouth at the expense of Danny Simpson who didn't even make the bench now straight away Amate's pulled a hamstring and he's out and he's got to uh, turn back to Danny Simpson, who was quite clearly disappointed by the decision last week. Uh, he was asked today about whether it was a difficult situation to manage. Yeah, and um, Powell, I mean, he's, he, he says it wasn't difficult, and, but you wouldn't really expect him to say anything different. Um, but he said he'd had a discussion with Simpson about that, and he says he, Paul says he likes to have discussions with players, not just on why they're not playing or, or why they are playing, 
but also to give them things to work on so and gives them part of their game to, to improve so that they, they can keep improving. And he says that it doesn't matter if it's a young player or an experienced player like Simpson is, there is still always something that they can work on. Um, I wasn't particularly surprised that that Simpson wasn't on the bench. I think if, I think he, he wasn't going to have more than one fullback on the bench. And I think because Chil- Chilwell can play further forward, um, I think he was always more likely to get the nod. Uh, but I suppose I was quite surprised that, that Amate got the, the nod in the first place. I don't think Simpson has been particularly bad over this period. I think that all of Leicester's players have perhaps lost a little bit of form, but he's not stood out as being one who's, who's, who's not performed. Um, so there's a little bit of surprise there, and I think the constant rotation that Puel seems to be getting into a pattern of does unsettle the team a little bit, and I know that some of the fans have been frustrated by that. Um, but there's now not going to be any rotation there. I think Simpson's got that that role for the next month. Exactly, he's short of options really at right back because we saw with Alexander Dragovic that he's not really a fullback when he played at, at Watford. The interesting thing about he said about Simpson is he probably came back from his hamstring uh, too early and he's not quite at the level he was yeah. before because we know that Puel wants the fullbacks to get forward and be dynamic and, and join the attack. That's never really been Danny's game, has it? He's been a solid performer as a, a as somebody who gives. A platform for the likes of Mares to go and play. He does all that the ugly, dirty side of the game. You know, he tracks back, he tracks runners, he defends stoutly, and lets others go on and play. It looks like Puel's looking to the future and trying to evolve his team a little bit here. Yeah, I think that the mentality at the moment in football is that your fullbacks are attacking players, particularly if you look at teams like Manchester City and Spurs, and people like Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier, the very Ben Davis. They're all very attacking. Um, Fullbacks. Um, Simpson has been excellent. His, his defensive defensive positioning is brilliant. With the amount of times that he's cut out crosses at the back post, where you'd expect a, an attacker to to steam onto it and, and head it in. Um, but yes, it does seem that Powell's starting to veer away from that. The fact that Chilwell's been picked more regularly than Fuchs probably suggests that as well. Um, but. Leicester don't really have any other option if with Amate injured and Amate still fairly defensive uh, with the, with Amate injured Leicester don't really have any options because I don't think Albrighton is an option there I think he is better off further forward and obviously give away the penalty as well um, which is something you wouldn't really have expected Simpson to do in that situation it was a bit of a rash challenge sort of dived in to try and win the ball back um, so Powell will have to stick with a, a more defensive minded uh, Fullback for the time being. He's looking to the talking about looking to the future though. The uh, the under twenty threes. I know you went down to watch the game against Liverpool uh, this week. Um, they're on course possibly to win Premier League two. Uh, Pearl's been asked about their progress as well and whether some of them are knocking on the door. But it really is uh, a positive for the for the club that they've got so many promising youngsters coming through the th- through the ranks now. Whether they've come through all the way through the academy or they've just arrived at the club in the last couple of years with a changing recruitment policy. Yeah, they, they were they were really were excellent on, on Monday evening, um, and Puel mentioned it today. It's not just the the result, but the, the quality of the football was really good. The the intricate play um, that we saw, particularly with the the attacking midfielders and the strikers, certainly Harvey Barnes, who's has has made his debut already, and he he's played a few games for for the first team. He was the real standout player, um, along with George Thomas, who obviously has senior experience, and I think that's probably helped them a little bit. I think they brought in George Thomas from Coventry. Uh, he played at quite a few first team games there and they've also got Sam Hughes in defence who had played non-league and actually 
captain Chester, um, their youngest ever captain. So they've both got experience of first team games. I think when they're then playing against 18, 19 year olds who don't have that experience, I think there is a, you can see a, a big difference. Um, I think that's really helped. But they'll now look to next season think, Okay, well, I want to be playing first team games. That's so, the that's the key now. Yes, Can they make that big step up? Yeah, I think a lot of them are are now at that age where they're not going to progress any further playing under twenty threes football. Uh, they need to be playing regular football. So for a lot of them, that will probably mean going out on loan because I'm not sure there is the there will be the opportunities at City. But certainly for a few of them, um, you would hope that that well will bear them in mind and we know he's got a reputation for doing that at all his other clubs uh, particularly in France he brought through a lot of youth players um, but certainly for me the, the stand-up player was Harvey Barnes and I think mm. he'll be the one in Leicester's first team next next season certainly I don't think he will go back out on loan think anybody else that impressed um, that has got a chance City need uh, centre-backs yeah, well, I mean, well, Sam Hughes and, and Josh Knight have been playing there regularly. Um, like Hughes is getting on a little bit in terms of under twenty three age, isn't he? Yes, it? yeah, I think I think he's just about to turn twenty one, I think. Um, but he's uh, he's been very impressive, and they've got the best defense in the league. I think they've only conceded twelve goals in nineteen games, which is, you know mm-hmm. really is excellent. And they both offer a threat from set pieces. Hughes is actually the joint top scorer uh, for the club, so maybe there's there's opportunity for there. I know that people like. Huther and Morgan are getting on a little bit so maybe there's time for a centre-back to come through and obviously there's Elliot Moore who was the captain mm. last season he's on loan at um, Sister Club OH Leuven at the minute so there's a few options there but I think most of them it will probably be a, a loan spell Right, well let's talk about West Bromwich Albion um, interesting that we're going to Albion uh, four years on from the Great Escape and they're in a similar predicament now a victory at the Hawthorns four years ago was part of that fantastic Great Escape um, with a victory there uh, seven out of nine games they won in that final run it's going to be a tall order for West Brom though to repeat that isn't it? <laughs> yes but I remember going to the game and thinking it was a tall order for Leicester to win mm. um, at, at West Brom even though they had won that West Ham game just before but you still think it would you still thought it was a tall order but they will be looking at it as a game they they can win. Uh, when Leicester have been in this situation, I've always looked at the fixture list and looked at te- games against mid-table teams as the ones to win because they're not battling for anything. And I think teams at the bottom and there's a, a, and teams involved in the relegation battle and there are a lot this season will look at Leicester and and Everton and Watford those teams that are probably out just out of the relegation battle now uh, and they'll be looking at them and thinking, okay, they're the ones we, we can win. Um, they're not going to be as up for it, so maybe that maybe that will affect West Brom's thinking, and they'll they'll produce a better performance. I hope they don't. I hope they they don't play all that well unless they finally get a win. But um, yes, I think it will be more difficult than a game against the bottom of the table should be. Is it a case of beware the wounded beast? Because things have not been going very well for Alan Pardew and his men on and off the pitch with that famous Barcelona taxi incident as well. Um, perhaps he can call upon the Nigel Pearson's siege mentality that served City so well four years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like they've not got experienced players. You know, They've got players that can get themselves out of this situation. The likes of Gareth Barry and Johnny Evans, that they're very... Um, they know what they're doing. They've been in situations, not necessarily similar situations, but they've been in high-pressure situations. Um, so you'd expect them to, to still put in a decent performance. Um just hope it's not that decent. But, but it is a, a last throw of the dice for them in many respects because if they lose 
against Leicester as well, with eight games to go, they really could be cut adrift, and it could be too much to ask for him to do that. Yes, I think I think part of their problem is that the other teams are slightly further away now. I think there's a I think there's a six point gap just to nineteenth now, and I think when when you can't even see yourself going up a place, I think that's when it affects your mentality. I think if you you know well, okay, if we win this game, we'll move up at least one place. But to think if we win this game, we're still going to be stuck to the bottom. And even if we win the next game, we're still going to be stuck to the bottom. I think that's when it affects you a little bit and you maybe start to, to give in a little bit. Um, and we've seen that happen to a few teams over recent years with Villa and Sunderland. Um, so, yes, they will, they will start to think, particularly with the international break coming up, they will think we need to get a result uh, before, before the international break. Yeah, I know it's an old cliche, but it's a cup final for them, isn't it? No, yeah, it is. It is, uh, particularly but, with it being a Midlands derby. As but, well. but City have got plenty to play for still, haven't they? I mean, despite the poor run um, that they've had in recent weeks, and certainly since the Mares situation, seventh and it is still up for grabs. Yeah, and that's possibly Europa League spot. So they've still got plenty to play for. Yeah, you would you would think so, but I think that I don't think the motivation is as high for a seventh place finish. No, it's for no, to survival. Get yeah. when you're fighting for your lives. Um, yeah, and I think. That, um, that will affect Leicester a little bit, and um, particularly with the FA Cup now, I think there's probably probably going to see a, a slight change in mentality where the focus is on the FA Cup. I think up until the last round, I don't think that would have been the case. Um, but I think now you're in the last eight. Uh, I think Leicester will will look at that, and they will look at the Chelsea game as as the big one to win, particularly with a, a, a place at, at Wembley if they do win it. Um, so whether that affects their performances in the Premier League games has it been affecting their performances in the Premier League games um, that's a difficult one to say but yes they do have they do have something to play for but I don't think it's quite as much as Premier League survival well join us on the Mercury website and our Facebook page for all the build up stories to the game at the Hawthorns at the weekend don't forget uh, we beer52.com if you fancy some free beer and uh, we'll have a live blog as well running throughout the, uh, the day uh, at the Hawthorns on Saturday so join us then thank you for listening